Support for WABE comes from the Community Foundation for Greater Atlanta. If you love Atlanta, you can invest in the big picture. Learn more at cfgreateratlanta.org. I'm Erlon Woods. I'm Nigel Poor. We're the hosts and creators of Ear Hustle from PRX's Radiotopia. Ear Hustle is a show about life inside prison, but it's not your typical prison podcast. In this next season, we've got stories about the objects people keep inside their prison cells. About residents in a women's prison who say they want to stay there. And the most beautiful prison garden. Erlon, I will never forget it. Ear Hustle. Stories about life on the inside told by those who live it. Find Ear Hustle wherever you get your podcasts. From WABE in Atlanta, welcome to this Thursday edition of Closer Look. I'm Rose Scott. Coming up in just a moment, a report from the Southern Poverty Law Center is revealing a Georgia State Perimeter College math instructor admits to sharing and posting extremist content online about neo-Nazi groups and other writings of influential, quote, historical anti-Semites. The report cites Larry Cody also shared websites that included controversial books used by domestic terrorists to make homemade homemade explosives. I'll speak with Rachel Janik, editor of the SBLC's Intelligence Project. Plus, they come in all forms, email, text, and this. Hello, this is Linda. This is the final reminder from the Office of Inspector General of Social Security Administration. Your social security number has been suspended. Uh, First of all, there is no Linda and all that is a scam because it sounds familiar, right? If it's not a fake social security call, it's the FBI has a warrant for your arrest and you must pay some money to avoid being arrested. Well, those are all scams and billions of dollars are lost to robocall scams every year. We'll learn more from ARP's Fraud Watch Network. Those important community conversations coming up today. But first this, it's very rare that we do this, but we're going to start with sports. Why? So now Eddie Rosario will climb into the left-hand batter's box. 1-1 pitch. Rosario hits one well to deep right field. Back at the wall. That one is gone. Rosario knocked the living daylights out of it the right field wall and it's a 9-2 Braves lead in the ninth center field that ball's hit well Heredia going back on it and he makes the play to end the game the Atlanta Braves are one win away from their yes the Atlanta Braves are one win away from the opportunity to play for a World Series championship Atlanta hit four home runs in the game including two by of course outfielder Eddie Rosario and one by first baseman Freddie Freeman who says the Braves are playing their best baseball of the year right now things have been just going really well uh, as a team standpoint and it's just it's just hard to not look at it and say that this is a good team. So it's been fun to be a part of. I feel like we're a pretty complete team. Well, game five is tonight at Dodger Stadium. First pitch just after 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Could be a magical night. And from our WABE newsroom, several of Georgia's Democrat Democratic members of Congress are calling on party leadership to invest in affordable housing. Billions of proposed funding for housing issues are at risk as Democrats narrow their Build Back Better plan. WABE Stephanie Stokes has more. Representatives Nakima Williams, Sanford Bishop, and Hank Johnson all signed on to the letter. It urges Congress to maintain $200 billion in funding for housing, an amount that President Biden originally proposed this summer. 
That money would expand rental assistance to a million households. Right now, most people who qualify for rental subsidies like Section 8 can't get it because there isn't enough funding. The money would also allow governments to repair public housing and build or preserve 300,000 affordable homes. Georgia's two U.S. senators, John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock, joined a similar letter in the Senate. Stephanie Stokes, WABE News. Meanwhile, on the other side of the two major parties' aisle, national and state Republicans are again making their push for black voters in Georgia. The Republican National Committee opened an office in College Park yesterday. Here's what RNC Chairwoman Ronna McDonald had to say. Georgia's obviously pivotal with a gubernatorial race coming up, with a Senate race. But really what this is about is a longer-term engagement in communities that have habitually not heard from the Republican Party. That is RNC Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel. Now, the RNC recently opened an office in Gwinnett County aimed at engaging Asian American voters. Now, coming up in just a moment, how the Southern Poverty Law Center investigated and discovered a GSU perimeter math instructor had been posting and sharing extremist content online. That's coming up in just a moment. And these are important conversations that you hear Every day right here on this program on Closer Look. And if you, of course, you've been listening, you know we're in the final moments of our fall fun drive. That means you only have a little while left to join in and help us wrap this up successfully. And we ask for your donations during these fundraisers. You know why. Because it helps us to create those in-depth stories that matter and the conversations that you hear. And, you know, those smiles and the, quote, driveway moments. And you can do so right now by showing your gift of appreciation. It's so really easy. It's at wabe.org slash donate or with a call to 678-553-9090. I'm joined again today by journalists and host Gail O'Neill. Gail, glad to have you back. How about them brave speeches? Look at you. You Now, you, now you're a sports <laughs> fan. <laughs> me like that. We have something pretty special for today's fun uh, pledge drive. Everyone who gives right now will not just be helping to defray the cost of what it takes to bring you closer look, but they'll also receive a $25 Lowe's digital gift card. You found value listening to WABE, to Rose Scott, to Lois Wrights in the morning, and from the WABE newsroom. And we're hoping the value of this gift card gift card helps you make a decision to give right now at wabe.org slash donate. But wait, there's more. There's more. You'll automatically receive, I've always wanted to say that, you will automatically receive this $25, $25 Lowe's gift card, and you'll automatically receive the PBS streaming service Passport, which is a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. You'll also be able to pick up a thank you gift during checkout. So why not make your gift right now at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. My name is Tracy Walker and I'm from Akris, Georgia. I really appreciate Rose Scott. I like her quite a bit. I think she brings a really nice perspective and she's unabashed about her own life experiences and who she is and how she views things. And I really like that honesty. Uh, I really like the authenticity that she brings to the table. Tracy, I'm nodding my head in acknowledgement of the truth of every word you have spoken. Authenticity is more than just a word. It's a commitment to being truthful. And that's what Rose does every day. It's what WABE does every day. Like Tracy, if you recognize that honesty and you value it, now you can do even more by supporting it with your financial gift. 
Choose the amount that works for you, but do give now at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. And thank you. You know, I want to say thank you too to Tracy as well, because again, I've said this before. I know it sounds like a broken record, but we're a small team here at Closer Look. It's me, producer LaShawn, producer Daniel, Kevin, he rides a bike. Um, it's us. It's us. And we do the best that we can. So we're asking you, how about starting your membership with a sustaining gift of $10 a month? And you know what? When you sign up as a monthly sustaining donor, that $10 helps pay for every reason you listen to 90.1. The shows that you love, like this one, I hope Closer Look, and City Lights, and H. Johnson, and Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And it's been a minute with Sam Sanders. Even Sam Sanders, even though he wears socks with sandals, I still love him. Um, we all tell those powerful, insightful, relevant stories every day. And we even have something special today. Uh, following Closer Look, we have a special edition of This American Life. And it's a great, I've listened to it. It's a great program. So join us at two for that. And a reminder, look, your sustaining gift helps us continue to amplify the voices of Atlanta long after this fun drive is over. We will keep doing this. We really will. So please give as generously as you can at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. And as always, thank you. With your gift of just $5 a month right now, we'd like to give you a stylish way to show your support of WABE and your favorite shows with a pack of public radio buttons. These 10 circular one-inch buttons feature logos from WABE, NPR, and some of your favorite shows like Morning Edition, Tiny Desk, City Lights, Closer Look, and All Things Considered. They're yours with a new monthly gift of just $5 or a one-time gift of $60. When you give to WABE, you help us pay for the programs you value and you help amplify the voices of Atlanta. Please take a moment to give now at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. Thank you. This is a reminder that everyone who gives right now will not just be helping defray the costs of what it takes to bring you all those programs, but you'll also receive a $25 Lowe's digital gift card. $5 for whatever you can afford to donate or whatever you can afford to donate. It takes just a few minutes online at wabe.org or by calling 678-553-9090. Again, that's wabe.org or 678-553-9090. And as always, thank you so, so much. Support for WABE comes from the Community Foundation for Greater Atlanta. You can go beyond giving to impact. Learn more at cfgreateratlanta.org. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly, and Richmond Graduate University can equip you with everything you need as a licensed professional counselor while integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmont.edu. That's R-I-C-H-M-O-N-T dot E-D-U. And Closer Look continues now. This is 90.1 WABE, Atlanta's Choice for NPR. I'm Rose Scott. As mentioned earlier, a report from the Southern Poverty Law Center is revealing a Georgia State Perimeter College math instructor 
admits to sharing and posting some extremist content online and some other information. This this all unfolded this morning. Joining me now with more on how they discovered all of this is Rachel Janik. She's editor of the SBLC's Intelligence Project. And Rachel, thanks for taking time. We really appreciate it. It was short notice, but we really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. And we should note, we did contact Georgia State um, University for a comment or, or an interview, and, and they are working on something. They couldn't get it uh, to us this morning, early in the day, but uh, they did say they would get something to us soon. But, Rachel, let's go back. Um, let's start from the beginning. The professor, the name, how did all this come about? Yeah, well, it actually started uh, with someone writing into our tip line, um, which we do you know, make available to everyone. Um, and it was a former student who uh, was going to friend him on Facebook and noticed in, uh, I believe, in the like section, some of these um, extremist books and recognized them and was really alarmed and let us know. So uh, our reporter, Jeff Tischhauser, um, started digging more into it and found there was a lot more than just those likes. And we should note that this the Georgia State uh, perimeter math instructor is Larry Cody, correct? Yes. You all reached out to the professor. And what was his initial response, Rachel? His initial response was denial. Um, And that's maybe an understatement. He denied having the accounts. He denied recognizing any of these terms, iron guard, uh, things like that. He denied every single thing that Jeff asked him about. And according to you all, he even said that perhaps I've been hacked or not perhaps I've been hacked. These are not my teachings. These are not my writings. It's not even my ad- email address that's connected to all these accounts. That was not true. Right. He denied owning that email account. He has since been emailing us uh, and our reporter via that email account. So. Can you t- tell our listeners just a-, a little bit more about some of the content that was shared online yeah um i mean it's really alarming stuff so i just you know want to say that up front and apologies you know to to listeners um but the content was really about um a lot of historical nazi stuff um you know praising you know not neo-nazis but the actual nazis um there was a a post a, a screenshot um, from a private Facebook group where he's praising the 5th SS Panzer Division Viking and saying that they served with distinction and praising Joseph Mengele's work in that unit as a medical officer. You know, things that are just completely mind-blowing. Um, also books from philosophers that sort of um, had, uh, you know, philosophical justifications for anti-Semitism. Um, that, you know, historically were very important in influencing Nazism. Rachel, how are you all able to connect Professor Cody's emails and profiles to these writings, to these postings? So uh, we used public record searches uh, that look at, you know, what phone numbers are connected to accounts and what emails are connected to accounts. And then um, Jeff was able to cross-reference with other accounts that don't have extremist content that are connected to his other work, uh, such as his LinkedIn profile and uh, some of his work with the company USA Test Prep, which I should say, um, we do have an update to our story, which is that as of the writing, we hadn't heard from them, Mm -hmm. but they did get back to me and and let us know that he has resigned and they've accepted his resignation at USA Test Prep. So that's 
Um, but that's another way that that he was able to connect it, that these emails matched up. Rachel, at what point did Professor Cody then admit that these were indeed his email accounts, his profiles? He did indeed post this content. It wasn't one gotcha moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really uh, the initial contact set off, I think, a lot of alarm for him and he kept providing more info and just giving more and more and more stuff. And I think there just came kind of a moment where he sort of just talked himself into it. This is probably about 72 hours after Jeff initially reached out. He just kept, um, you know, messaging him. And eventually uh, I think he, he realized, you know, as Jeff was asking him, he said that he'd contacted Facebook and Jeff said, can you, can you send me a screenshot of that? You know, I think there was a moment where he realized there wasn't, any getting out of it. So the pivot was toward, yeah, these are mine, but I don't think it's that big a deal. In your report, you all quote, the professor is saying, quote, now that I'm no longer in denial, I think you may be right. I'm a type of extremist, close quote. What do you make of that? I believe that it it was a way to sort of, that he's taking it lightly. Right. That it's almost a little bit of a sarcastic joke, um, because you see later on, you know, he, he says, and, and it's it was in a similar context, my humor can get me into trouble, you know, so so it's a type of extremist as defined by maybe a, a, a PC culture or something. Right. Um, but, you know, this look, I cover I've covered this for years and, you know, there's what you might call the more socially acceptable kinds of extremism or, or, or things to, you know, that people don't get in as much trouble for. This is far beyond that. You know, these are things that, that most people would consider um, very offensive. So um, it, it, I don't know, you know, it, the thing is that his posts were not in jest. They're not satire. They're, they're just very much presented um, matter of factly. So I, I, you know, we don't really see that as, as a defense here. Have you all heard from Georgia State University? We have not. Um, multiple voicemails were left and as of this, uh, as of the writing and then as of today, we have not heard any response. So I'm glad to hear that they've gotten back to you. According to Cody, according to you all, Co- Professor Cody has threatened to pursue legal action against the Hate Watch staff and even said that a relative has put a curse on the reporter? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that was, um, I'll just say, I don't want to call Jeff out too much. This is his first story with us, and it's just definitely um, an interesting one, right? I'm, I myself had some very interesting first stories here. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just wander into some some really wild situations. Um, it's, I don't know, you know, uh, whether he was joking, what whether he was trying to be actively threatening. Um, and then, yeah, the, the legal action, um, I guess I probably can't can't comment too much on that. But sure. I'll say it's not uncommon to when somebody is is exposed as an extremist by our organization, um, that that's kind of an initial reaction. Um, so we'll see what happens, I guess. He goes, you all go on to say that he says my actions alone, my 32 years of public service shows I am not a racist that he said in an interview with you all. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to comment on that, but I would like you to comment just on this whole process uh, of investigation and, and of investigating and revealing all of this. This is all part of what you all do at Hate Watch. 
Yeah. So and if you um, want to comment on what he says about not being a racist, that's on you. I think I think a reasonable person um, can read the story and sort of draw their own conclusions on that. Um, I, I, but yes, so, so hate watch is the Southern poverty law centers, um, investigative reporting outlet. Um, and so we do, um, our, our intelligence project staff, which does a number of things, including that annual hate count that everyone is familiar with and anti-government count. Um, we also do investigative reporting and that lives on hate watch. And so, um, you know, it's, it's not, uh, we have a national focus, so we're not always doing, you know, stories local to like where our offices are and where most of our staff are. Um, and sometimes it's, it's uh, you know, higher profile figures. Uh, we had a, an investigative reporting project um, back in 2019, I mm -hmm. guess it was now on Stephen Miller, mm -hmm. um, that was really important um, in showing his, uh, his, how, how he is connected to white nationalist groups and, and white nationalist sort of schools of thought. Um, so we, we, um, this is what we do. Um, and you know, this is a story that, you know, I'm really proud of Jeff and I'm really proud of how this story came out. Um, and, you know, being able to, uh, have a local story and be able to hopefully kind of make a difference that this guy, um, everybody should know, you know, he's not a history teacher or anything. He's a math teacher, but still, you know, Georgia perimeter college is, I, I think a, a very diverse campus, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, I, I think that the students deserve better than someone who is, a, has praised Joseph Mingla online. You know, I think that's a pretty low bar. And what's interesting also, as we wrap up, Rachel, if not for that student that contacted you all, then you think about how many other people may have, you know, when we friend people on Facebook, I definitely read to see what, you know, because the folks want to, you know, like, I want to be friends with Rose Scott or whatever, on even on Twitter. I'm going to read what you got going on first. I'm not just going to add you to my group because, you, you know, just that's just me. But if this student does not contact you all, it makes you wonder then how many folks have seen this post and it didn't do anything. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I'll also add that, you know, he put out a call on Facebook Um well, Jeff was in the middle of reporting this story for people to sort of come to his defense, but he didn't explain the kinds of things that we were, um, the sort of uh, what the story was about. He didn't explain those posts. And obviously, if you're friends with him on Facebook, you've seen some of this. Uh, but I thought it was uh, sort of bold to say, you know, for those folks that are friends with him on the account to not only say nothing, but like defend uh, those postings. Um yeah, and we definitely appreciated the tip. You know, now now folks get to know what he's all about. Has anyone contacted you in defense of Professor Cody here? Not me personally. Hmm. Um, he put out the call for folks to email our reporter, Jeff. What's next for you all as far as this is concerned? Are you all done? Uh, and, and listen, we want to be fair. We have reached out to the best that we can to get Mr. Professor Cody, but, I, you know, I'm heard from. We uh, we don't have any immediate plans to to do any more on this. You know, I think uh, a hope that I have is that a lot of local outlets like yourself um, pick this up. You know, because I think it's a really important local story. Um, but that doesn't mean that that we won't you know do anything. I mean, since since publication, new things have emerged. Um, so so it's possible that it, that it may all amount to a follow up story for us. But, you know, there's also, I think, plenty for other reporters to start digging into. It's it's a very wild story and it just keeps getting sort of uh, deeper and, and more disturbing. 
Yeah, I've heard that. Actually, I've heard that from another journalist. This is a wild story. Rachel Janik, editor of the SBLC's Intelligence Project, the Southern Poverty Law Center. Thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Rose. the Georgia Connection, the man with the magical fingers, definitely one of the greatest musicians of the 20th century, artists, everything. The incomparable Ray Charles Robinson was born in Albany. If you're down there, you say Albany. If you're up here, I actually say Albany, Georgia, on September 23rd, 1932. Let's listen a little bit. connection to Georgia. This is Closer Look and I'm Rose Scott and we see you the listener as an important connection as well. It's why we do what we do every day on the program. So here we are in the final moments of the member drive. Thank you for joining us and a big big thanks to everyone who has supported us so far. But what about you? Have you been meaning to? Great. You still have time to do your part. This is your moment. It really is to become the newest supporting member of WABE right now. It's really easy, wabe.org slash donate. And I'm joined today by Gail O'Neill, fellow journalist, host, and awesome friend to WABE. Gail, we have another great conversation coming up in just a moment. Uh, your thoughts on, on so far, you, we had breaking news this morning, and, and that's what we do. We have to shift and pivot. I was really excited to talk about the Braves, but when breaking news happens, and this is not just on Closer Look, the WAB newsroom, we spring into action. You have to cover things that are important to the community. I got my start in news at CBS News in New York and mm-hmm. then came to CNN. That's what brought me to Atlanta. So I've seen big juggernauts handle breaking news, and I know how many brains it takes and how how much technology it takes to get those stories out in real time. So when I see an operation like Closer Look do what CNN does on a staff of, remind me how many uh, producers you have there with you, Rose, in that little Uh, studio? Technically, (laughs) full-time. I've won and I've got some great freelancers and producer Daniel and producer Janine and then also I've got Kevin. But if, if we ever need help, we can always turn to the WAB newsroom but we're small but mighty. And, and you know, producer Daniel, I, I said to him the day, OK, we've got to cover this. He's like, OK. <laughs> yeah. And he sprung into action and started making calls. And listen, now, we're no different point. probably from any other newsroom, but this is what we do when there's news. We have a saying in Jamaica, we little but we talawa. That means we're small, but we are mighty. And that's what you guys are. Rachel made an excellent point when she said, I thank you for picking up this story because it's an important local story. This is an important national story that I hope NPR picks up, which will probably happen now that it's been broadcast here. And so if all these things are not enough incentive for people to give so that we can keep Closer Look running, I have five reasons for you to give. Number one, you'll become a WABE supporter. Number two, you'll be helping pay for shows like Closer Look. Number three, you'll automatically receive this $25 gift card to Lowe's. Four, since this Lowe's gift card is automatic, it means you can select an added WABE thank you gift during checkout. And number five, you'll also automatically receive the PBS streaming channel, Passport. 
Now, aren't those enough good reasons to give a gift right now? If you think so, please do so at wabe.org slash donate. This is the only time we're giving away that Lowe's gift card during Closer Look. So please lend a hand at wabe slash dot org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. My name is Rachel Webster and I live in the Ponce Highlands area of Atlanta. I love Rose Scott and Closer Look because it is so Atlanta-focused and very broad interview style. It's really relevant to the community, typically. It's relevant to the news, and she has a really soothing voice. (laughs) So I I appreciate uh, her level of commitment to Atlanta. Thank you so much, Rachel. Rachel, I really appreciate it. And on behalf of the Closer Look team, that's producers LaShawn, Daniel, and Janine, and our engineer, Kevin. Hey, he rides a bike. Thank you so much. By the way, uh, Kevin did. Kevin won your race that you had last weekend, correct, Kevin? Kevin's telling me in my ear, my headphones, he did. Now, Kevin won, but Kevin, how many folks were in the your little round there? Your little. There were 15, 15 folks, and Kevin won. Were you wearing a Closer Look t-shirt, Kevin? No, he had a local bike shop shirt. I don't have to fix that. But Kevin, LaShawn, Daniel, Janine, our colleagues in the WAB Newsroom, they make this program possible. And your financial support helps pays for this show that you love, right? Did you know, and I know many people don't, Metro Atlanta listeners like you provide our largest source of funding. It's about 84%, in fact. So please chip in what you can, whatever you can do. For many of our listeners, we found that that sweet spot for giving comes in about $10 a month. But, you know, I say, as my grandfather would say, do what you can do. Think about this. What you hear on WABE, the truth, the insight. And the powerful stories, they're valued by you, and they're also sustained by you. We really appreciate it. So please make your gift at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. And thank you. On this NPR station gives you important information, and it feeds your curiosity. Because you need to know the ins and outs of major news, And you also want to know how others live, how things work, and what people are excited about. What would it look like if you could somehow take away all the stars and galaxies that give out visible light? One thing that people don't really know about is that, yeah, you can appeal financially packages. Basically, it's the only known mammal that co-ops toxins from a plant to make itself venomous. Even when two siblings both become elite athletes, the younger one is better in about two out of three cases. Public radio answers your questions. It helps you navigate and understand our world. When you donate, you make it possible for us to share discoveries and feed your curiosity. Here's how to give. It's really easy, 678-553-9090 or online at wabe.org slash donate. I want to say thank you so much to everyone who's giving so much right now to support Closer Look right now. We really appreciate it. Again, now here's a reason for you to give right now because you'll automatically receive a $25 gift card to Lowe's. What can you get at Lowe's? Well, far be it from me to tell you, but you can get some nice holiday lights. You can get a lot of those lawn and leaf bags because Lord knows we need them. You can get whatever you want, but you're going to get it. It's a $25 gift card to Lowe's, and it's really simple. WABE.org slash donate 
or with the call of 678-553-9090. Thanks to Lowe's and thanks to you for your gift right now. And also, as we wrap up the fall fundraiser, we'd like to invite you to join us for a very special This American Life. It's going to be today at 2 p.m., just after Closer Look with me. And Closer Look continues now. This is 90.1 WABE. As you know, Atlanta's choice for NPR. As always, I'm Rose Scott. If we all had a dollar for every spam, robocall, or quite frankly, the scam calls like this. Hello, this call is officially a final notice from IRS, Internal Revenue Service. The reason of this call is to inform you that IRS is filling a lawsuit on your name because... You had tried to do a fraud with the IRS Internal Revenue Service and we are taking a legal action and we are issuing an arrest warrant on your name. To get more information regarding this case file, just call us back on our department number. That is so familiar and it is very illegal. In fact, this type of criminal activity is a billion dollar yearly crime. Don't believe me? Well, how about this? A report from True Caller Blog reveals... As many as 59.4 Americans, that's 23 percent report, having lost money as a result of these phone scams in the past 12 months. And that was up from 56 million in 2020. One in three Americans report having ever fallen victim to phone scams and 19 percent on more than one occasion. Now, this data is not lost on Kathy Stokes. She's the director of fraud prevention programs at AARP or ARP the leader of the ARP Fraud Watch Network. Kathy, welcome. Thank you, Rose. I'm glad to be here. Let's begin here because, you know, someone said to me after they they heard the promo that we were running, they were like, Rose, people do this all the time. It's not new, but still folks get scammed. So I'm going to ask you, Kathy, through your lens, why does this continue? Well, the scammers are really good at what they do. I think it's really important to understand that um, these aren't, just like one-off criminals sitting in mom's basement making a phone call at a time. Mostly this is driven by organized crime, transnational criminal enterprises um, quite often, and they run like businesses. And, and they have the time and the money to put in the effort of training the people that sit on those call centers just waiting for a call to come back from those robocalls. And they know what it takes to get the target into this, uh, what they call the ether, a heightened emotional state. Mm -hmm. And when you're there, you can't really access your logical thinking and they know that. And so they'll use fear or excitement or something to get you into that space where once they have you there, you know, uh, they can pretty much do what they want. And so because it works, they keep doing it. And it appears it's been very difficult for the authorities to track and trace these calls, because as you mentioned, they are crafty, they're smart. Technology has allowed them to spoof something that makes it look like it's coming from your bank or a number that you might recognize. This has baffled law enforcement. 
and uh, federal agencies. Um, but fortunately, there is some change. Um, the Federal Communications Commission seems to be really uh, focused on this issue, understands the pain points and the losses, and uh, they've required through a law um, that uh, telephone carriers implement a particular kind of technology. I think everybody sort of understands it's not just like Ma Bell anymore, right? We have all of these different um, networks and complex systems. And it's really hard to be able to say that the call coming through like 17 lines and to your phone is who it says it was. But they figured out a technology, for some reason it's called Stir Shaken, um, but it allows them to basically authenticate the originator of that call. Mm -hmm. And if they can't prove that caller ID says it's the Social Security Administration at the Social Security number, if they can't prove that, the, um, the phone company can either block the call entirely or they can send it through saying that it's scam likely, or if they can verify it, they might bring it through and you might see on your phone that it says verified or has a V mm -hmm. or something like that. So they're able to do it. Most of the, I think all of the large carriers have implemented it, but there's still a ways to go with the smaller carriers to, um, to get that going. And Kathy, just three days ago, the Federal Trade Commission's, their, their network, their consumer network, revealed they took in more than 300,000 fraud reports filed by Americans 60, 60 years of age and older. But here's what was was really alarming. Reported losses of more than $600 million. And that's underreported, Rose. People don't tend to report when they fall victim to a scam. And there were a whole lot of reasons for that. Most of which I would say is because we make people who feel like, uh, make, make them feel bad about themselves, like they did something stupid. And we just gotta understand, you know, it's not, it's not the victim's fault. These mm -hmm. people are really good at what they do. But yes, the losses are sensational. What are you all doing? First of all, I love that you all have a, the AARP Fraud Watch Network. It sounds like you all have some folks on, over there who are working overtime and trying to help inform folks. Tell us about it. So it's a program that's national. Uh, AARP has 53 state offices around the country. And um, for the better part of them, they're really involved in this as well. So we have a really good network of folks. They have trained volunteer uh, fraud fighters that go into community, you know, when it's not a pandemic. And they're out doing education at the Rotary and at the library and things like that, as well as a lot of um, national work that we do with, you know, webinars. And we do telephone town halls where we call out to our members and get them on the line and kind of do what you do. It's like, sort of like a, a radio call-in show mm -hmm. once we have it established and they can press something on the keyboard and talk to us. Kathy, I have a question from a listener who says that uh, I have a great aunt who does not rarely, who rarely uses her cell phone, but she has a landline and she still gets these type of calls. Well, the unfortunate thing with the stir shaken technology is that it's only for uh, voice over IP, which is internet protocol. Mm -hmm. So if you have an older system, an older landline, these don't work, but the FCC has um, put forward that these carriers that are on those old systems have to upgrade them or figure out a way to, um, to implement something like this technology. So, yeah, we're still getting a ton. What's the feedback been for you all with the Fraud Watch Network? I imagine you hear some, some just incredible stories. It's, it's really sad. And, you know, you think that 
there's so much technology that it wouldn't be the phone anymore. That would be the most common way for scammers to 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 find their victims and and steal their money but it is and it's technology actually that allows that you know robocall technology allows these criminals to send tens of thousands of calls at once and all it takes is what maybe one percent of the people who receive that call to take an action press one to talk to somebody or call back this number and, and they make it. We have a Fraud Watch Network helpline that anybody can call. You don't have to be a member. Mm-hmm. And we hear from people all the time. And the losses, I mean, they can be from anything from, you know, a couple hundred dollars to half a million dollars when all things are said and done. Because a lot of these scams are chronic. They, It's not just one and done. They get someone and they just keep going and going and going. And before you know it, the person has lost everything. And folks who've worked hard for their retirement or their pensions and... This is what happens. I, I noticed on you, you all's website, you had a list of the top scams. You have this Zoom phishing emails. What's that about? Yeah, well, I think that, you know, the scammers, they take advantage of what's happening in the world around them. So when COVID hit, um, there were a lot of scams around, you know, treatments, cures, things like that. Um, and there are also a lot of scams around the way we live now. And so many people use Zoom for work or Zoom for connecting with their families that the scammers figured out, well, let's try this. And so they'll do a, a phishing expedition where they'll send an email or a text um, saying, you, you know, you just missed a call, a Zoom call or something like that. All it's, it's to get you to go, oh, wait, I missed that. And not even think, just go, oh, wait, let me click on that link. And when you click on that link, you're going to probably download malicious software onto your device. And that software is going to be looking into your device for credentials, login information so that they can try to access your financial accounts or access your social accounts so they can pretend to be you and, and have the scam going on you know, across your own network. Online romance scams. That's still That's happening. Wh- That's... <laughs> Still happening is happening more than ever. If they love you, they'll let you know they should not be asking you for money. (laughs) If you just met them online. And romance scams are are one of two, I would say, that and um, uh, like uh, lottery scams. These are the ones that go on and on and on. And you don't have to be somebody online looking for love. You don't have to be on a dating mm-hmm. web, uh, a d- dating uh, website or app. You can be on Facebook. You can be, uh, you know, playing Scrabble or words with friends. And, you know, somebody starts talking you up. And, you know, before you know it, you know, you start talking to them more. And they say, hey, let's get off of this and go over to, you know, Google Hangout or something. Get off that platform because that platform's looking for things like this, right, mm-hmm. to try to stop it. Get on a different platform that's not being looked at. And, you know, the relationship builds and before you know it, you know, and it could, it could be weeks, it could be months, some years, and it's well into that sort of relationship that people think are, is real when the person starts needing money. Mm-hmm. And it may start with, hey, I need a $100 gift card. Can you send that? Or can you buy it and give me the numbers off the back? Or, you know, it, it goes on and on and on. And it's so hard once you know somebody's involved in that and you try to tell them mm-hmm. that it's not real, it's almost impossible to get them to, to, to not believe it because if they don't believe it, not only have they lost all that money, mm-hmm. but they've lost that love that they thought they had. It appears now that also that with the, the emails and the phones, but text messaging, as you mentioned, and, and, and folks are probably wondering, well, 
how do they even get our numbers to begin with? Like the way legitimate telemarketers do and direct mail companies do, you know, they, we get on lists um, and then those lists are bought and sold on the dark web. Um, and here's a really important piece of advice. If you get a call and you end up picking it up and then you realize that it's something fishy, it's a scam, a lot of people won't go, well, all right, I'm going to play around with this guy. I'm going to waste his time so that he's not busy calling somebody else. Well, guess what? Your phone number looks like gold mm -hmm. because they're watching how long you interact on that number with that with that call. And the longer you interact, the hotter your number is and the more lists it gets sold, bought and sold on. So the best thing to do is, you know, once you realize it, hang it up or don't pick up the call to begin with. Mm-hmm. Before we, we say goodbye, Kathy, that, and that's an important tip, anything else you want to let folks know? And I know we did focus a little bit because of, of ARP, but this impacts everyone, regardless of age. What else do you want folks to know about avoiding these type of scams from here on I out? think that uh, everybody put your phone numbers on the do not call registry. It doesn't stop scammers, but it stops legitimate telemarketers. So calls coming in, um, are more likely to be scammed, so you wouldn't pick them up. And that's do not call.gov. But this isn't just an older adults issue. Mm -hmm. Everybody is at risk. More people that are younger report victimization and loss than older. The problem is when you're older, you have so much more to lose. Absolutely. Kathy Stokes, the Director of Fraud Prevention Programs at AARP and the leader of the AARP Fraud Watch Network. Kathy, thank you so much for taking the time. Good information. We're going to have links on our website to all of this good information. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rose. I appreciate it. Important community conversations like the one we just had. That's what we do every day, and it's very important. So here we are, the final moments of the member drive. Have you been meaning to give? I know you have. And when we ask for a donation to pay for a closer look and all the other great programming you hear on 90.1, we are really talking to you, not just NPR and WAB, WAB super fans, because we love y'all. Maybe you are a super fan. So what else are you waiting for? Now is the time to make that gift you've been thinking about. I can tell you the 678-553-9090 number is legit. All right. And if you go online to WABE.org slash donate, that's legit as well. And we know you're listening because you appreciate this program right now. I'm joined today by our good friend, fellow journalist and host extraordinaire Gail O'Neill. Gail, you know, you hear the information and that's why we give the data so folks know that we're just not I'm not making up numbers. Individuals 60 years of, of age and older, $600 million just last year scammed. That's important community information that we all can use. I'll be sending a link to the show to my mother, who is a retiree in Florida, so she can share it with all of her friends. And this is not the first time this kind of thing happens. Um, but, you know, it just stresses the importance of this show, not only to the Atlanta community, but to the wider human community. And so for anybody who wants to give right now during Closer Look, just know you'll automatically get a $25 digital Lowe's gift card. This is not something you have to choose during checkout. It's yours automatically. That's it. As simple as it seems. Given the amount that feels right to you, please. We suggest $10 a month because that seems comfortable for most of Rose's listeners. But you know what you can afford. But why not do it now? Because the offer ends once Rose signs off today. You have two minutes to do it at wabe slash donate 
or call 678-553-9090. Public radio is a constant, even a comfort. Well, the feeling's mutual. I'm Ari Shapiro, and we are so grateful that you are here with us. You make the public radio community stronger when you become a sustaining member of WABE. Please go to wabe.org to join the community now. Before I give out more information, did you know that Ari Shapiro is a pretty good singer? Is yeah, he really? Yeah, yeah. Ari can ha, sing. Have you sung? I've heard Susan Stanberg sing, sing with no, um, Ari, Don Henley uh, from the Eagles. So I think now maybe you and Ari have to do something together, a duet. I don't see why that should not happen. Nah, you're not, you're, that you, would be a great gift nah, for you, members you, to have you, you two y'all, sing y'all don't want me to sing. Voicemail. Y'all don't want me to sing. <laughs> but no, Ari, is a, he's a very good singer. I think he belongs to a group as well. We want to get Ari on and talk about his group. But um, And, and a great great journalist as well and if you enjoy not only just Ari's reporting and his hosting here on, on WABE and NPR then we ask that you give us let us know how you feel about it you know what give us a, a little donation whatever works for you because you know what if whatever works best for you right now is best for us and we'll take it Six seven eight five five three ninety ninety. also when you become a WABE sustaining member you'll never need to ask now, when was the last time I gave? No. You know why? Because when you set it up, your membership is always up to date. And you can contact us anytime if you need to make changes. So we suggest maybe $10 a month because it seems to be the most comfortable level for new sustainers. And it, it really is the best way to give, Gail. It really is. 678-553-9090 or online at wabe.org. Listen, you can join thousands, maybe millions, maybe thousands of Atlanta area listeners that have already done their part doing this fun drive. And I know we say it a lot, but it's the truth. And we should be telling you the truth, right? Listener support makes up to 84% of our budget, so your gift does make a difference. Don't think, well, I can only give 5 or 10, it won't make a difference. Hey, yes, it will. Please give whatever amount that seems right for you. You know, But give now so you can get that $25 Lowe's gift card, because that's what's up. WABE.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. When you give to WABE today at $15 a month, we'd like to send you a really great thank you gift. It's the NPR 50th Anniversary Commemorative Tote Bag. It's perfect for groceries, books, and even the beach. And it features the NPR 50th Anniversary Color Logo. That's with a new monthly gift of $15 or a one-time gift of $180. Your donation here in the fall fundraiser is important. It not only helps WABE pay for the programs you love, but it helps us amplify the voices of Atlanta. Please take a moment to give now at wabe.org slash donate or phone 678-553-9090. Thank you. On behalf of Rose, Closer Look, and her peerless producers, I want to thank everyone who has given to the fundraiser, not only financially, but for those of you who took the time to call and then say why this show is so important to you. You've listened to us ask for a financial gift in many different ways, but really we're asking because we need help covering the cost of all the reasons that you appreciate WABE. When you give right now, you'll also automatically receive, Rose, what are they going to receive? That Lowe's gift card and the <laughs> Passport streaming. I'm trying to figure out, um, do I even uh, have that? Yeah, uh, I think PBS. I do that. So why not do it now? It is our automatic gift to you at WABE slash donate or call 678 678- Five five three ninety ninety. Thank you so much, and thank you, Peaches, for having me come back and torture you for another hour. And you just, you know, you are bent on saying my nickname to all of the globe. Hey, 
I happen to know that your grandfather gave you that name, so maybe you'll tell that story one day. After I, you, you know what? I have a little time. Let me go ahead and get it out the way. So my yeah. grandfather, William, when I was born, I was extremely cute, you know. <laughs> so my grandfather was on a train from St. Louis to Mississippi, uh, apparently without anybody's approval, but that's another story. And he was traveling to show me off to Mississippi, to all the folks down there. We're from, we have folks in Shaw and Natchez. And apparently, you know, my grandfather was, you know, a very dapper gentleman, but he was not into changing diapers. So his lady friends who he had attracted on the train were like, that's such a cute baby. She's she's fuzzy and she's red. You should call her Peaches. And so my grandfather, this is a story, said, and I quote, I like that. We're going to call her Peaches. And years later, when I talked to my grandfather, I said, you just let some strangers on a train just handle me and change my diaper. He was like, well, yeah. So that's how I got the nickname Peaches, because I was red and brown and fuzzy and and, and I was cute as a peach. Still that's the red, story. brown, fuzzy and cute as a peach, Peaches. <laughs> and, you know, my grandfather worked for the railroad for like 40 years, worked for the, the, wow. the dead train for like 40 years and. Um, good man, uh, just amazing, amazing gentleman. You hear me talk about my father a lot. But, yeah, that's where Peaches came from. And if that isn't enough to get you to donate just because that's an awesome story and it's the truth, <laughs> I don't know what else will. 678-553-9090 or online at WABE.org. Again, Gail, before we go out, tell them what they'll get in the last minute or two of Closer Look if they donate right now. A $25 gift card from Lowe's that you can redeem immediately at Lowe's and get a, get a, a checkout gift from WABE on top of that. And free access to PBS's Passport Streaming Services. All right. Give right now at WABE.org slash donate or with the call to 678-553-9090. And as always, we say thank you. That is it for this edition of Closer Look. A reminder to let us know your thoughts on today's program or any other. Send me an email, rose at wabe.org, and we'll have links to all the stories, all the conversations we had today. If you missed any of today's program, it's always online at wabe.org slash Closer Look. And, of course, Closer Look weeknights at 7 p.m. And we have a podcast because it's free. Subscribe to Closer Look wherever you like. Stay tuned to 90.1 WABE, Atlanta's choice for NPR. I'm Rose Scott. Coming up, a very special edition of This American Life. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. The Gold Dome Scramble podcast is now plugged in, a WABE Politics podcast. New name, same on-the-ground reporting from us, WABE Politics reporters Sam Greenglass and Raul Bally. We'll cover local, state, and national politics as we talk to politicians and voters to break down each week's biggest headlines. New episodes drop on Fridays. Listen and subscribe at WABE.org or your favorite podcast platform. WABE.